Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am Savanya Dracul, your host through this world of dark. Back in the present day, the Coltry just had a showdown with Harvey and each other. Everett's beast caused him to lash out at everyone. Val was forced to tackle him until he calmed. Doris found Mr. Kitten amidst the gathering crowd of civilians, and she and Evangeline returned him to a very grateful Jiro. With Harvey still at large, what is the Coltry going to do about the increasingly concerned citizens of New Haven? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Val. It is the night after the adventure with Jiro Kishimoto and the return of Mr. Kitty and the disastrous attempted arrest of Harv. Uh, and you wake up at home in your apartment. Uh, you you get yourself, I mean, you're theoretically sleeping in the same uniform as we've established unless it's been ruined in some way. The, the bits of fence brushed off. It might be a little <laughs> torn, a little ragged, but I feel like that speaks to your personal aesthetic. Yeah, it's fine. It's good enough. Uh, and when you when you step out into the living room, you find Will. Uh, he's in his 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 gas attendant uniform, which again, is a little dated, but it's fine. Like it's a little dirtier than when he first started. Cause he's, you know, had a couple of weeks on the job now. So he, as a teenager gives less and less of a shit as time has gone on. <laughs> uh, but he's, he's done his, his hair is slicked back. He's a little more organized than usual. He's got rations ready for you, which for, you know, like you, you've been a mom to this guy for a while. He clearly wants something. He's gone out of his way. He's like, polished your boots. Like, your stuff is all there. And he's just standing mm. very Ooh. politely, just waiting for you to have your breakfast. You know, he's just going to let you have this moment. Yep. Val takes her time doing her breakfast, not looking at it. She knows he wants something. <laughs> She's like, going to make him wait for it, basically, before she acknowledges him. Her her 26-year-old teenager. <laughs> 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 yep. <laughs> But uh, eventually, after drinking her rations and and crushing them, she'll slowly look at him. <sighs> okay, what the fuck you want? 
okay, so like I have to work a shift tonight, but then after that shift, I like sort of have a date and I was wondering if I could like borrow cherry so that I could impress my date maybe. There's there's further crushing of this empty <laughs> ration. Who's this person you're it's it's just somebody that I met at the station, you know? Like it's it's she's nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tomorrow night. What? You want the car tomorrow yeah. night. No, 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 tonight. Cuz tonight's tonight's the night of the date. So tonight, like you, you could drive to, you could drive to work in it, but I I thought maybe after all the times the car kind of exploded, you might be using squad cars or something. So then I could like drive it back. Val is sitting there reasoning with herself internally because I think prior to the situation of handing over the keys to Evangeline and the car exploding, she would have been more like, okay, sure. But that is very vividly in her mind right now. You know, I'm a good driver and I promise I won't leave city limits and like, it's going to be after my shift anyway, so it'll be close to the morning, so vampires won't be like driving all over the place. It'll be totally chill. Okay, where do you want me to meet you? Well, I mean, it's like, what if I like drop you off at work and then take the car from there so that like I don't have to have my mom meet me somewhere near my date? I am 26. (laughs) (laughs) The longest sigh and throwing the the rational way and then, oh, it's like. Trying not he's to crush all, these keys. He's already <laughs> celebrating. Like the moment you get angry, he's like, yes, it's happening. Yes. <laughs> this is the world of permissions with the two of you. Oh, exactly. Exactly. She's trying not to crush the keys in her newfound strength hand. And she just slowly huh. pulls them out, hands them to him, and then just starts walking towards the door. It's just, I can't acknowledge that I'm doing this right now. This is. And he's going to follow. He's so excited. He's so excited. He's practically bouncing on the balls of his feet. Uh, and the two of you drive to go pick up Evangeline on the way to work. Mm-hmm. Evie, you've woken up. You and Teddy, he brought you breakfast yesterday. You didn't exactly connect during breakfast, but it wasn't bad. You guys are still in this state of still trying to make things work. Yesterday, yeah. there was the disaster surrounding Harv. Uh, and the attempt to capture him where Everett snapped multiple times again. But you did successfully save that cat. And Jiro was really touched, uh, and it was a good thing. So had, do you talk with Teddy now when he brings the breakfast? Do you take it and still have the solo time? What is the morning like in your house today? Um, yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Evangeline... <laughs> After... What happened last night, like, Evangeline kind of, she didn't have time to sit with the fact that she was, like, dealing with the kid and had to, like, play with, like, spooky, spooky baby in her arms. <laughs> but, like, spooky, in the spooky, moment. Spooky, spooky, the ghost baby. So, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Spooky, spooky, ghost baby. If I had um, to write it down, we all have to say it. Well, you have to remember because Val's supposed to write a story about spooky, spooky, ghost baby with yep. Jiro at the Friendship Festival. Anyways. Spooky, um, spooky's mad. Yeah. Mom and dad, Val. But, you know, Evangeline had to 
you know, she had her job to do and she had to ask the questions and figure out if there was any anyone else uh, killing the animals. And she, so she kind of pushed it to the back of her mind, but that moment was kind of the first time in a while that she was reminded just so clearly of the life she wanted and won't have. Mm. So when Teddy brings her her breakfast, she's been thinking about this a lot and it's kind of, it's all she's been thinking about in her waking time since last night. And she just says, you know, if you want kids, you can you can leave. That's fine. Wait, what? I'm just saying, you know, like we 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 always talked about like, you know, I'd get my career like established enough that I'd be able to like take time off and then we'd have like kids and then go back to work. And then obviously I'm just saying that's not going to happen anymore. So like if you want kids, that's fine. Like you don't have to be with me anymore. I'm just saying that's fine. Well, I mean, we we could adopt. We talked about that, too. Like, these are all options. Not being able to biologically have kids doesn't mean you can't have kids. That's not the deal. Yeah, but, like, who's going to... What adoption agency is going to give, like, a child to, like... And she just, like, motions to, like, herself, like, up and down, like... Ah. I, I don't know. Vampires took over a whole town and gave everyone a universal basic income. If there's a vampire adoption agency somewhere, I'm pretty sure you're way more equipped than the weirdos I work with. Again, the Nosferatu on the other shift. Just, his skin peels everywhere. And he wires yeah. like it's 60. Like people, I, I'm amazed buildings don't burn down because I have to redo all of his night work during the day because he still thinks it's like the 40s. Like it's, it's ter- anyways, I'm making this about me and I don't mean to. But like you're, you're no, a No, I mean, vampire. it is about you. That's the thing. Like it's about... No, it's about you. This is clearly a you concern because I'm comfortable with this. We can find an answer. We can find a, a like interview with the vampire had that weird vampire baby. I don't know how vampires work. Can vampire like is, is there kid vampires that grow up? Uh not that I know of. I mean like pretty sure Doris was like I don't know, like a teenager when she got okay. turned. She's like four hundred or something. All right. Well, I mean I'm sure we can find somewhere to adopt. I mean, over time, like, the the nice thing about you being a parent, if you haven't thought about it, is, like, you don't get physically tired ever. Uh, You're never going to get, like, older and shittier at parenting. You'll actually be able to look after somebody, like, the whole time instead of, like, crapping out and them having to look after you later in life. Like, there's a lot of bonuses. I mean, Val's got a kid, right? Yeah. I don't really know how that worked. (laughs) Have you thought about asking? Have you met Val? I mean, I she she lied to me and then I gave her the finger for a couple of weeks. But I mean, we're we're vibing now. Like we're figuring it out. <laughs> There's been some waves. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess. Well, I mean, are, do you and Val not like talk? Uh, you, you don't tell me a lot of what goes on at work. So I mean, it's a real crapshoot on what anybody's like that you work with. <laughs> work? I mean. We don't really talk much about our personal lives, you know? Like, there's always someone's doing something. Some vampire's done something horrible to a human or mortal or mortal's doing something to try to frame the vampires and freaking cats get killed and I, <sighs> vans get blown up. And 
I don't it's yeah, that's just, all very stressful. So I'm going to try to just skate past that to to the the other <sighs> conversation we were having because I'm not equipped for the the explosions and the cat murders. I I don't want to know. Um, yeah, no, it's totally it's dealt fucked with though, up. right? Like I don't have to worry about a bunch of animals dying or becoming vampires. I don't think I don't think so. Wait, you don't think that it's dealt with, or I don't need to worry. I mean, about we it. know who did it, but I think I don't think they're coming back. Okay, yeah, I'll take the ones where I can get them. Uh, so like. It sounds like you don't talk about personal stuff a lot. And based on Val's appearance, I don't want to stereotype anybody, but just like she seems like a fucking badass who doesn't talk to people. It, it's, it seems like that's really just a, a something she's aiming for. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a brick wall. Yeah. So people who are a brick wall, it's not that they don't have feelings. It's that they have a shitload of feelings and they don't want to share them with anybody because they're either afraid of them or they don't want to burden them. So... Oh, yeah, no, like, the primary emotion I've seen is, like, anger, so that's yeah, got to be hiding a bunch of stuff, but... Exactly. So I, the thing I is... I don't know, it's like, it's hiding a bunch of stuff, so what do I do, just ask her, and then she's like, I don't fucking want to talk about it, like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but that's that's you asking somebody to be like, hey, tell me your big emotional secrets, which is not really a great conversation. The thing is, like, you have to share first, because people who are more reserved need somebody to start that bridge. And then, like, for a good chunk of the time, they kind of need the scale weighted towards you revealing more than them until they realize that it's it's like a safe place. And she's probably going to give you, if I was going to guess, some sort of secret, but, like, a pretty high-level, not-that-important one and see if you, like, blab it around. So just, like, don't do that. Right, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Who am I going to tell? I don't know. You don't tell me what happens at work. Again, we're going to try to open this up. See, like, you know how I'm pretty open and then you're sometimes open? You got to be her, me. Here, okay, here's the thing. It's like, if I told you what happened at work, I can't see how you possibly wouldn't just, like, run away immediately. Okay. But I mean, where the hell am I going to go? A, but that's not like a good reason to stay. But realistically, like, <laughs> I love you. We didn't have secrets until this work stuff started. If this work stuff is going to affect me, you'll tell me. If it doesn't, I sort of trust you. The only stuff that I really want to know about your work that'll make it stop feeling like I'm some sort of space alien just bouncing in and out of vampire world is like, what are the people like? What did you talk with them about that wasn't super scary vampire business if that's too much? Also, there's a lot of fucking people in this town. And if the shit is really that bad, you guys should fucking tell them. I'm. Yeah, I mean, I think people know, don't they? Like, we've done the press conferences. We didn't exactly lie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you think people really trust the press conferences, like, eh. It gives a feeling, but then, like, there's rumors. There's, like, you know, the New Haven News podcast. There's, like, all the yeah. different vampire channels now. Like, nobody trusted the news before there were vampires. Now they trust everybody even less because vampires are real. <laughs> yeah. I don't... But I, don't like, if, to, I don't know what to do about that, honestly. like, Should people be running? Like, should everybody in town just bail and get the fuck out of here? I don't know. Honestly, like... I don't know if it's really, like, that much more risky here than anywhere else. Like, 
Okay. Some I mean, at good. least here we kind of we know who everyone is, you know, like. Yeah, because apparently it's a spooky underworld everywhere. This fucking weird masquerade shit. It's all strange as hell. And then like yeah. mind wiping people and stuff. The vampires are terrifying. So if here's good, then here's good. And feel free to not tell me about the stuff that's good. I trust you wholeheartedly that if stuff gets bad enough that you think the town should be getting the hell out of here, you'll take that uniform off and help get everybody the hell out of here. There's one thing I know you put other people ahead of yourself all the time. I know, but then what happens to me? We'll sort that out then. (sighs) You got to be uncomfortable with a little bit of chaos. Then you got to get comfortable with it. And I mean, don't love it. That's kind of weird because like there are people who are like that and it's creepy, but. Yeah. You're not going to have all the answers. You just got to kind of figure out as you go. You know what's good for today. So theoretically, I don't know. Talk with Val. Try to share a feeling. And Evangeline just hugs Teddy. Teddy will hug her back. It's a good moment. And then you just hear somebody leaning on the fucking horn outside, just really <laughs> long and hard. And like, you know, there's usually a polite beat from Val, but this, it's still going. It's so long. Um, Maybe not the right time to talk to her about it. I mean, no time like the present, but yeah, I mean, I trust you. You, you, you know her better than I do. Uh, and you go outside and see Will is driving Cherry. Val, are you in the passenger seat or are you in the back seat? Val's in the passenger seat, just like doing the cranky, lean back, eyes closed with sunglasses on. Like I, I am disassociating from this situation. <laughs> <laughs> so Evangeline will get into the car behind Val. Great. And as we know, uh, Percy loves those wheel wells. So he just jumps oh, yeah. in the back, curls up falls asleep. Uh, Percy's got an amazing ability to do that because the loudest Slipknot has ever played is blaring through this vehicle. Oh my because God. Though Val couldn't solve Sirius XM, Will solved it instantaneously. <laughs> and he fixed the button she punched in through the dash getting mad at it the other day. So it, it's all working. Uh, and Will just guns it. So you are going... It turns out Val taught him to drive, so he drives just like Val. Same sharp <laughs> corners, same barely breaking, just knowing the whole venue. Uh, is there anything you say to either of them, uh, Evie? Um, yeah. So what's going on here? Yeah, so, like, I've got a date, so I'm borrowing the car after I drop you guys at work. Like it's and like ev- nails in Val's head. It's yeah. just like <laughs> Evangeline kind of puts her hand on the, like the side of the seat behind Val and like leans into like the middle and just like to see if she could see Val's expression. Val's like has her teeth clenched. You can see vampire fangs for sure. <laughs> so that's amazing, Val. I didn't know that you let anyone drive Cherry ever. Val, because she's in a very bad mood, she will turn, like, one eye poking out from behind the sunglasses, and then, like... Right. Well... Only very rarely. I was going to say, Evangeline, can you roll me a wits and awareness? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wits and awareness. Oh, do I need to do a rouse check for today? 
Uh, no, because you would have your rations. So you'd just be tucked oh, back up to one rations. hunger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> That'll only matter if you're away from your rations. On gotcha. Any given day. Uh, two successes. You remember that the last person to borrow cherry was you, and it exploded. <laughs> uh, Evangeline pivots hard. So, Will, uh, who are you going out with? Someone that I met at work. I don't talk about my personal life because my mom doesn't. But I, I do. You guys talk about me? No. Gross. No, I could talk to you. Why? To make conversation. You do that? Normal people do that. Yeah, but not like most vampires. Mom says if I have to live forever, I don't want to hear this shit a lot. I'm still just yelling because the slipknot is so fucking loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. your mom. Yeah, I guess. All right, we're here. <laughs> Thank God. Belle is getting out of the car. <laughs> Belle is getting out of the car. She's walking around around the front of the hood, then to the window, waiting for Will to roll down the window. <laughs> Evangeline's out with Percy already walking to yep. the Yeah, Will roll down the window. Be safe, and if that person is mean to you, I'll fucking kill them. Yeah, cool. Bye. And he just peels the fuck out. Like, just... Which, I I don't know for you if that's a sign of terror or a sign of pride, or perhaps both. Being a parent think, is complicated. I think the driving is like, yay, he knows how to drive the car. The date is the terror. That's all like, oh, what am I... What is any of this? This is all terrible. <laughs> Very reasonable. Uh, so you guys go inside. Everett. You woke up uh, in the, the basement in your usual coffin after a very tumultuous evening. And one of the challenges of being a vampire is that your sleep through the day does not involve dreams. You just kind of conk out and wake back up, in my opinion, a la anesthetic. It's just time that is okay. gone. You have a sense that it's gone, but very, very vaguely. How are you feeling this morning as you get yourself dressed fully into your sheriff getup? Uh, scared, I think, at a lot of things. Scared for Harvey, scared of myself, scared of this town and what it's doing to me and what it, I'm going to do to it with this town in my fucking care. Uh, just like what a mess last night was and it never seems to get better. So that's how he's feeling. <laughs> Valid. So the clothes are heavy as you put yeah. them on with the, yeah. the gun on the hip and the, the badge on your chest uh, as you gear up and go upstairs. And you hit the top floor at the same time that Evangeline and Val both enter. Uh, and Troy is standing there awkwardly at Doris's desk. And he just says to all of you, I got a message from, from Doris for all of you. Uh... And he pulls out a crumpled up piece of paper where he's clearly written it down for himself. Hiding from the pyramid, sorting out the festival. Don't look for me. All right. Uh, you two, uh, or I guess Troy also. Is that normal? Does she do that? Has she done that before? No, but we don't have a pyramid normally. So like, 
Also, there was a princess. Everything's kind of fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Those pyramid guys, I had to pay for them to take an Uber and then I my my pay got lowered because you're not supposed to call Ubers from out of town. And we don't have Ubers in town, it's just taxis, so I sort of fucked up. (laughs) If it happens again, I'm getting suspended. But that Dylan right. Kazing guy just seems so cool. Mm. Right. He wore a scarf and it wasn't even cold. It was oh, very Parisian. Yeah. Uh, oh, Troy shakes her head. <laughs> She's somewhere safe. She wouldn't tell me where she went, but it's in town. Well, good. At least we know she's, you know, somewhat close by in case we may need her. But hopefully, hopefully we don't need her soon, I guess. Yeah, you can always text her on that that thing that, like, prints out a thing on her hip. She has that. What? Yeah. She has, it like, a fax machine on her hip? Yeah, she hates technology, so when Barney gave everyone else cell phones, he gave her a thing that just, like, it's a pager, but it'll print out what it says because she'll refuse to read the screen, so it has to have a paper part. I thought it was stupid, too, but what do I know? No, no, you're right about that, but... That's, that's the nicest that's thing what? anyone said to me in a week. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, look, thank you for uh, for letting us know. And anything to report for uh, the day shift? Oh, Barty will do that. I got to go back and answer the phones. I was just told that I had to give you this message. And then I got to go feed Doris's cats. Oh, oh, okay, Draw. You, uh, you, you take care of that then. Okay, bye. Uh, and he just goes upstairs to go look after the cats and then man the phones as is standard for him uh, at this point. And Barty comes out of his office. He's got a little bit of a limp with his prosthetic leg and he's got his hook hand, but he's still in shockingly good spirits. Barty is an unflappable fellow. Uh, and he comes out and he's just like, all right, I'm glad you're all here. It's time for me to give you some updates. Okay, so first things first, Everett, you got to do an interview today. Vinland von Kindred called from the Ventru News, and the town doesn't know fucking anything about you. And shit's gotten weird with the explosions and everything else, so he wanted to sit down for a one-on-one with the sheriff, and I think it's a good move. So you're going to do that, okay? Uh, do I need to prep for this interview? Like, I don't... Just, Just be your charming self, and for God's sakes, don't fucking freak out any more people. <laughs> just... <laughs> Just somehow heavier, just all all over his body. Hmm. And then, uh, Val, uh, you got a, You got a call from from a source. Says her name is Brooke Danning. So you got to give her a call back after the the morning meeting's over. Oh fuck. Okay. Uh, and then uh. Okay, we got to do a presentation. So I read all your reports from yesterday, and he goes over, and he just unfolds uh, a little uh, screen, a projector screen in the central office, and he goes and fires up uh, a really old, one of those where you put the slides in it, and it projects it onto a screen. Like that. Uh, the, uh, there's a whole generation of people who don't even know what I'm talking about, but for those <laughs> of us, it's got the little click-click, and it goes around. Yeah. Yeah. He's like... I'm sorry, but we're required to do this for HR purposes. Uh, and he fires it up, and the first thing that shows on the screen just says, frenzying at work. <laughs> what you shouldn't do. So, I read all your reports from yesterday, 
and from several previous times, and it seems like we've got a problem with a lot of beast-on-beast violence in this office. And I don't want to single anyone out, but I just want to say, and he clicks over the next slide, and he's like, attacking your coworkers to prove your dominance isn't cool. Ever <laughs> <laughs> just trying to hide, like, under the brim of his hat. Just Yeah. So yeah. he flip, flips over to the next slide, and he's like, so just remember, you've got to eat your rations, and you've got to be nice, and you've got to not frenzy at work. And then he folds it up. That's the whole presentation. Evangeline raises her hand. You have questions? Go go ahead. Um. So when you say be nice, is that be nice to each other, or is that be nice to everyone? Because sometimes we have to get violent with people, and I wouldn't call that nice. Well, I would say based on your recent experiences, I'm going to be real blunt. I'm sorry. This is going to be real harsh. But maybe if you were nicer to that bomber, the van would not have exploded. Seems like violence is a go-to, and then people like Harv get away because shit got violent, and then the van blows up because shit got violent. Evangeline's eyes just narrow, <laughs> glaring at You don't have to like Barty. the criticism, but it's a valid one. Yeah, I w- I'm kind of with Bart on this one. He uh, he lost an arm and a leg. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's he showed up. He's he's here at work again. You know, so. Yeah, I'm a pirate captain now. But seriously, be nicer. I need the other hand or it's going to get weird in here. Yeah. Uh, uh, that presentation about uh, don't frenzy at work. Yeah. Uh, how? Yeah, so this comes to the second part that I'm sort of sorry about, but also I'm mandated to by the HR department. Uh, the person who's frenzied uh, several times has to go through mandatory therapy to try to help them solve uh, their, their lack of control of their beast. And is uh, that going to happen before I go get interviewed for the fucking city? Yeah, you're required to have your first session today, so it'll have to happen before then. But <laughs> Oh, thank Christ. There, there are two options uh, for the ways that you can get this treatment. And one is we can bring in uh, a professional from the B-positive therapy organization, <laughs> which is in the Malkavian district, but they'll come to the office, or... You can have your therapist be our unanimously elected HR representative, Val Miller. What? <laughs> so I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Val, you're the HR rep. Did you not know this? No. Yes. So, so when, when we started, way back when this, this force was founded, uh, everybody had to fill out forms. There were a bunch of them. And then uh, the day shift voted and chose their HR rep. And then the night shift voted, and everyone voted for you, including you. But you were the first name on the sheet. So if you weren't really paying attention and just checked a lot of boxes, you may have selected yourself by accident. However, you are the HR rep. So normally, you know, Everett might be able to choose his own therapist, but because he's had several conflicts with people in this room, uh, it is up to Officer Miller and uh, Officer Clark to decide who will give you therapy. Val is almost shaking with uh, the attempt to contain wanting to destroy <laughs> furniture in this room right now. Evangeline steps forward just like she's just going to try. Um, 
Val, like, uh, does this something that he would feel comfortable doing? The, the longest, slowest <laughs> look, and her jaw working a few times. And if you're looking for someone to teach someone here to find another way that isn't violent to solve a fucking problem, do you think it should be me? Yeah, Marty, I, th I think just, we're going to have to... But before you make the decision, I do want to point out, he will have to be completely honest about what is happening with those cases and his own mental state, and he is the sheriff. He will be talking to someone outside of this department if we bring in another therapist. <sighs> kind of seems like there there's confidentiality, not much of a choice. Though? Like, I don't think that matters in this fucking town of backstabbing Game of Thronesy and whatever the fuck politics. What? Uh, it, the town meeting. You saw everyone. Everyone's trying to get an upper hand socially on everyone. It's like that. Oh look. wait, about ga Game of Thrones is a television series where. A they bunch made of rich a television people series? in a fantasy realm just just murder each other and try to get in charge. It's very uh, similar to the camera. Yeah, that sounds like the camera. Yeah, that okay, that tracks. <laughs> yeah, most people die in the end. Uh, Sorry, spoilers. Yeah. It well, sucks. It doesn't matter. You don't have to watch I the ending. Finish the book. Oh well, all right. Well, they always say it's about how it's written. It's not really about what the ending is, right? I I guess I would have liked to have finish the books but that's and i'd still like to oh. be able to use my kobo he says pointing at his claw he's like who do you want to give you therapy barney is this fucking therapist person vampire or human vampire this one uh malkavian uh but admittedly that does put him under the control of horatio sundrop uh and his puppet bergamo who i've heard the sheriff might not care for or trust yeah, you heard right about that. Look, doesn't seem like there's much of a choice here. Uh, for what it's worth, I don't care about uh, whether the solution is violence or not. I just want to be in control when I'm doing the violence. Well, I mean, I... Clark, what do you think we should do? I, I kind of think... Like, are you up to it? Because... I Look, it's, like, obviously kind of fucked up, like, <laughs> with the way, like, how <laughs> Sheriff Fry looks like, you know... Our old sheriff. Yeah, I'm, and I know I'm that fucking that's like, dealing with that, Clark. That's I, not the question. I, I know, but <laughs> I'm just like, are I kind of feel like a, you know someone in a therapist role in order to be helpful needs to be kind of I don't know objective and can you set that stuff aside? Even for a short time? 
Look. I don't know fucking shit about therapy or whatever, but I know how I control my beast and how that feels. So I can fucking talk about that shit if that's important. Or go fucking talk to this other Malkavian, and if you hate him, fucking kill him. I don't... I don't well, fucking care. But, but, but for the record, Barty, you can't kill him just for not being a good therapist. That's not allowed. We can't do that. I mean, Barty, Val can, like, if that's considered therapy, like, trying, that's really what the sheriff needs to learn, right? Learn to control his beast, and I think Val can do that, so. Fabulous. So, Val, you can make your phone call, and then you got to do therapy for the sheriff before he's got his interview. Oh, and yeah. Evangeline, uh, a call came in for you. You might want to follow up with uh, with the uh, just just a Kurt Hamid or something. Oh, was something wrong? I think it was more social than anything else. We should probably follow up. Okay. Okay. Thanks. All right. That's the morning meeting. Enjoy your therapy. Goodbye. Uh, and he just goes into his office and closes the door behind him. Val is going to leave and walk out the front and take some deep breaths and get her to gather herself before making a phone call. But she's just going to, like, step out for a fucking minute. <laughs> just so I can picture what's happening inside as Val exits, we have Evangeline and Everett sitting in a room. What are you guys doing? Do you talk? What happens? Everett is, uh, is just kind of standing at the back of the room with his hands on his hips. Uh... I think just staring into the middle distance. Um, he's kind of psyching himself up for what is going to be a weird, stilted conversation. <laughs> 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 and just trying to come up with a plan for what to, how to even approach this. Like, there's something inherently untherapeutic about surprise therapy. <laughs> oh my god! Right? So he's just kind of like, okay, I'm. I opt like he can't deny that he needs the help. You know, he can't deny that things are bad. But at the same time, he's gonna be like, and Val Miller is going to be the one that I am apparently gonna talk to about all my innermost thoughts and feelings. And yep. Good Lord, that kind of thing. So he's just really trying to get into a place where he can figure out how he's going to do that. So he's not conversing with Evangeline, although if you wanted to talk to him, he would probably respond. Uh, yeah, Evangeline says she's she's thinking. She's thinking real hard uh, for a minute and then just decides. Sheriff? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Um... We should find, like, some time to just talk about oh. generally, like, stuff and and how we're working together. Okay? What do you, what do you mean? Is everything, is there something wrong? I mean, uh, besides all the obvious things that are wrong, is there something else that I should know? I mean, uh, well... Yeah, I mean, I thought this was going to be like, hey, let's set a meeting and then talk about it. But, um, I mean, you are going into a therapy session, so maybe you can, you know, reflect on why you seem to dislike me so much. I don't 
I don't dislike you. Hmm, sure. Well, uh, yeah, but it does sound like we are going to need to set some time aside to hash that out. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get back at you yeah. maybe later tonight after the interview, maybe, hey? Yeah, perfect. All right, great. Can't wait to do all this talking. <laughs> and we cut to outside where Val, uh, you've got your cell phone. Uh, yep. Brooke is someone that you were in touch with uh, on and off in a very reliable sense. You know the number of the burner that gets you to Brooke uh, yep. and that Brooke gets to you. So you can just call whenever you want, but feel free to take that moment you need to. I don't know if you have pep talks with yourself. I don't know if you just stand there and think. I don't know what Val's blowing off steam without breaking things move is out here. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think there there is a, like a long moment of pacing and like taking huffing breaths, you know, even though she doesn't need to. And then probably just standing against the side of the building and like looking up at the sky, like just be like... Looking up at dark black, tiny bits of stars sky to try and to like center herself because that's like being alone in the night has always been a very comfortable place for Val. Nice. So then, I would. Yeah. I would accept a compo- We could roll composure or we could roll resolve, and then I would sure. say awareness. Yeah, I like composure. Um, I don't know if this matters, but I always have that. My bane is negative one. To if I'm angry or to not be angry, so I don't know if this is trying yes, this to would count. Not so yeah, angry. you're okay. minus one to this roll for right. uh, composure <laughs> and awareness. Composure or, and uh, awareness. Yeah, composure and awareness. That sounds good to me. <laughs> Wait, your bane is minus one if you're angry to to not get angry to, to calm stop. Down, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that's two successes on that roll. All right, yeah, you managed to calm yourself down to be able to take this phone call. You're still freaked out about the thing to come, but you're not yeah. furious about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think the thing that'll nag you is the fact that you accidentally voted for yourself to be HR. That that. That's got to ter- be really it's, frustrating. It's, she definitely was trying to search back through her memories of like, what fucking paper was that? When did that happen? I hate this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. It's me, Tyler Hewitt. I normally play Everett Fry, but today I'm playing the role of guy who will talk to you about Patreon. That's right. Dum Dums and Dice has a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash dice, you can support us at a number of different levels. For example, for $25 a month, you get your name added in the special thank yous at the end of every episode. And you get to create an NPC of your own that will join the cast of Dum Dums and Dragons, or Blood and Syrup, or the Valentine Heresy in their adventures. You don't have to be bitten by a vampire to be immortalized, okay? It, it's, it can be so much simpler. Patreon.com slash dumdumdice, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Okay? Memorize it. Type it. Click it. The clicking part is, is subscribing. All right. You got this.
So she'll she'll definitely call ring ring Brooke up. All right, and Brooke, uh, Brooke, you picks up after a single ring, and it's just like, hey, hey, what's going on? Hey, long time heard you were looking for me for something. Yeah, I know you like to uh, keep track of the little goings on stuff that might happen in New Haven. You said to throw you a bone if I hear anything coming your way that might be uh, on the darker side of business. Yeah, yeah. You know, I appreciate that. So uh, what's going on? Yeah. uh, Have you heard of a a product called VH? Have I, Ryan? Uh, Roll me a, I would accept intelligence or wits. Uh, Essentially wits and awareness if you're trusting your gut or intelligence and investigation if it's stuff that you would know about the criminal underworld that you would have actively researched. I'm going to go with my gut on this one. Maybe just hearsay sort of. Yeah. Yeah. That is three successes. You've heard of it. You're aware that it is a business, like it's a drug, and it's basically, it's got some human vampire crossover, but you haven't dealt with any specific cases with it. You just know that it is nasty. Um, Not good stuff. So it does. Yeah, I've heard of it, and to uh, stay away. So what about it? Yeah, so uh, to walk you through uh, the, the exactly what it is, if you've just heard of it, uh, it is a combination of Vitae and heroin. Uh, it is a, a combo drink that they marketed VH because it sounds like V8. Uh, and the rough idea is that it is extremely, extremely addictive. Uh, and in the short term, it makes the addict incredibly strong and resistant to the darker sides of addiction. So all of a sudden, when they're running out of cash and they need to do something shady, they are super strong and super fast to go do that thing and then come back to the dealer with the results of it. I know you guys have uh, needle exchanges and you've got all the other things going on in New Haven so that traditional drug abuse isn't a problem. But it also means that you're an untapped market for the more extreme uh, shady-as-shit versions of this. So, bad news, and I apologize for it, but there is a shipment of VH being delivered into New Haven later tonight. Oh, great. Fucking, I appreciate the heads up on this shit. Yeah, so I, I, I've got an address for you. I, I know there, there is a drop-off, but I have no idea who's involved. I don't know who's dropping off, and I don't know who's picking up. It's probably, if I had to guess, I think we're looking at uh, the, the new Note Nostra. Now, not, not the classics that I tend to be slightly more aligned with, but these, these new psychopaths that have come in and are kind of overthrowing the place. Yeah, great. All right, what's that address? Tyler, what is the what is a good street name for for somewhere in good old New Haven? Uh the street is named um Orville Road. Great. It is Orville Road. It is at the edge of Gangrel territory. So it is in the southwest uh corner of the the giant pie plate that is New Haven, right at the edge. Um, you would know, Val, from knowing the town that this is a, a very kind of like run-down district. There are a lot of parking lots. There are a lot of empty warehouses. Fences are bad. Buildings are run down. The Gangrel don't have the same sense of, one might say, traditional civic responsibility to infrastructure uh, because they don't have an interest in that. They'll, a lot of them want to run around and live much more like animals. 
uh, and having those kind of bigger open spaces where they can climb roofs, where they can move in and out of places, they can just kind of claim whatever they want is much more of interest. So uh, you know that that is happening and you know that that is happening at 5 a.m. is the planned meet time. So you do have a good stretch before that's happening. But if you want to interrupt that deal, you'll need to do that tonight. Okay. Well, I I really appreciate it. Thanks for reaching out. Yeah, well, you know, I uh despite everything that happened and then <laughs> and then happened, uh you're still a special person to me. There's just a long pause. Val's like, there's too many feelings in my night tonight, and then just <laughs> thanks. Yeah, we uh should catch up sometime yeah i'll uh i'll be in touch i like that idea you uh have yourself a good night take down some scumbags and stay safe all right you uh you stay safe too i know it's hard getting this shit out so got you back anytime it's all business bye uh and she hangs (laughs) up it's just like oh my god why is tonight just so many things so so many things (laughs) So I think Val will linger outside for a bit before she comes back in after that. (laughs) Fabulous. Evangeline, you have a phone call to make to Sister Kurt Hamid. Mm -hmm. Do you want to make that? Are you going to hold off? What's your plan right now? Uh, I'll make it. There's there's time (laughs) during this therapy session. So Evangeline can, you know, run an errand for Sister Kurt, then... Uh, do, you, do you make the call from your desk using uh, the landlines in the office? Do you use your cell phone? Do you go outside? Where, where do you want to do this call from? Um, it did come through official channels, so it would not be inappropriate for you to yeah, use Yeah, the then, yeah, Evangeline will yeah, set up her desk and get a notepad out and put her... Oh, does she have a headset? Do we have headsets? Oh, of course you do. Of course <laughs> oh, you do. yeah, then but she like puts her headset But like the old school <laughs> 90s headsets. They're all crap. Yeah, it's, Excellent. it's exactly what you're picturing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she she puts that on, uh, and then you get the call through. Hello, this is Sister Kurt Hamid. What, uh, what can I do you for? Hi, Sister Kurt. It's Evangeline returning your call. How oh, are you? Evangeline, thank you. I'm good. So I have uh, a portion of my congregation who are here uh, who saw some goings-on near uh, Zany's uh, comedy club last night, and they all yes. seem relatively concerned about the actions of the sheriff's department. Now, I didn't want them to take it to, one might say, the news media or anywhere bigger. So I thought maybe, as someone I know to be decent and kind, you might want to swing by, I don't know, in the next 15 minutes, uh, and just have a nice little talk with this crowd to let them know that everything's okay. Oh. Oh, okay. I mean, really everything is okay. There was you know, a little bit of an issue and the a person in New Haven who wasn't supposed to be here and they're gone now. So it's dealt with and, and it was too bad that, that it I had mean, to be public, but I don't I don't mean to be rude. That all sounds perfectly acceptable and nice. However, I'm not the one who's afraid, so I would suggest you swing on by. <sighs> Oh, unless you oh. want me to ask, I think they said Officer Miller was available tonight. Maybe she could come down and good. And no, calm good the God, crowd. no, no, <laughs> no. Uh, I will, I will absolutely. I'll, I'll be there uh, as soon as I can. 
All right. Well, we'll, we'll see you in a minute. Thanks. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Oh, bye. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, Sheriff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, I've got a, I've got to head over to the night church. We've got, we've got a bunch of people who saw what happened last night. Oh, uh, hell. yeah. And they're just, they're concerned. A uh, sister Kurt, uh, called just she's she's got them there and they they might go to the media if they don't you know get i don't i don't know reassured or whatever she called you yeah she called me what'd she ask you to do to just come over there and and reassure the congregation well i'd say if any one of us was to do it you'd be best fit I, i think it's a good idea okay Hey, you think Harvey's coming back? Um, do I have any insight into that, Ryan, given that Harvey is a friend of mine? Uh, I would, I would say roll than... wits and awareness. Uh, okay. If you just want to trust your gut on what you know about Harvey, or you could roll intelligence and investigation if you want to run through the conversation you had with him and see if you can remember any clues to his behavior. I'm definitely coming at this from a I think I know Harvey perspective. Wits and awareness then, yeah. Okay. Wits, Okay. And awareness. Okay. I have too many dice now. <laughs> I have to get these out. Sorry. Okay. Uh, oh, Christ. We were close to a fucking messy success. <laughs> Jeez. A messy success. So it's a 10 on my one and only hunger die, followed by two nines. Jesus Christ. Okay, so that's successes. four successes, because the 10 becomes yeah. two. The 10 counts as two, okay. It's it's the extra one. So with four successes, you would guess, based on your gut feelings about Harvey and the conversations you've had and all that kind of stuff, that if he hasn't left town, he's lying low, but he's definitely not going to like approach you or the police. Like, he's... You have scared him off from any form of authority in the city. But based on his level of fear at the idea of leaving town, you also doubt he left town. Okay. You know he's desperate. You just don't know necessarily why. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So kind of thinking that over really quickly, Everett will say, um, no, I... I think he's likely still here in town. I think we put a pretty good scare on him, though, so he won't do anything to bring our attention, like kill a bunch of animals or anything like that. that? I mean, the guy's got to survive, so yeah, he'll probably keep hunting, but not to the extent that we saw the other night. Not. Do I have to tell people to keep their pets inside? Probably a good precaution. We've got a lot of cats wandering around here. Probably, probably a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Hey, since hey, you're heading down any, do that way. Any, hang on. Sorry. Do we have any bylaws or anything like that about people having to keep their cats indoors? I've been here for like five days. You know. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Sorry. Not, what, not what counting days say? I was unconscious. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If you're going down that way, could you try swinging by the uh, that comedy club and grabbing a uh, a contract? He said he had it up in his office. Should still be a crime scene, I assume. Okay, con- contract between Harvey and, and who? And uh, Tosta Nostra. 
Tostarosa? Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's okay. It's, it's a long night the other night. Um, okay. Yeah, I can I'll I'll see I'll see what I can find. Thank you. Appreciate that. Good luck, right, so Evangeline. Uh, oh, sorry, I got for it, Tyler. Just a last little thing. I'm just good luck, uh, you know, having FaceTime with the public there. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> right. So Evangeline, you exit, you pass Val, who's stealing herself to go back in. Uh, and you can take one of the squad cars. So you take a squad car. Uh, and then uh, where where do you want to go? You've got two destinations you can go to. Um, yeah, I think the church is more pressing. Just be, it's, it sounded it sounded like she's literally like keeping them the congregation there, <laughs> keeping them from leaving. That's kind of what it sounded like. So they're kind of waiting for me to get there. All righty. So you'll you'll grab a squad car and you will head over there. Can you roll me a? Dexterity and drive. Yeah, I can. Dexterity. Drive. Okay. Ew, one success. Well, you want to go fast, but you hit every red light and there's an nice. accident on the street. You have to go around and, and you're you're getting there. Uh, you pull up in front of the church. <laughs> I sorry, I love the idea of like a cop car going just past an accident. <laughs> like someone else. It's a mild fender bender. Nobody's okay. injured or anything like that. You, you can see also it's two vampires yelling at each other and it's just fenders that are dented. Oh, so God. like there's yeah. no possibility of injury with a with an accident on, cool. in that situation. Uh, so you get to the church. Uh, and you can just see Sister Kurt Hamid speaking to a bunch of people on the steps who all look like they are ready to just walk the hell out of there. Uh, and then the squad car pulls up and you see all of them turn to look at you. I'm imagining you've brought Percy. Yeah, of course. Great. So Percy's in the, the passenger seat belted in like a good mm -hmm. officer. Uh, what do you do? Uh, I unbuckle Percy, open my door. He ha I step out. And he comes with me. Um... Hello. Hi, everyone. Hello. Yeah, officer. yeah, yeah. We did. You got to explain yourselves. You got to. All right, everybody. All right, everyone. Please, please calm down. She's going to be able to explain what happened last night and then she'll answer your question. So you'll all know that you're okay. Now, officer, why don't you join me up here? This is Evangeline. We all know her from the TV in the local area. We know she's a nice person. Costas. A you know, a respected member of this congregation has great faith in her. So why don't you come up here, Evangeline, just t tell them what happened last night. There seems to be some concerns about police overreach and violence and conspiracy. I'm sorry, what, conspiracy? What? Yes, they've all been listening to the, the, the New Haven News podcast. Oh. Have you, oh. Have you not heard tonight's episode? No, I I tend not to listen to <laughs> conspiracies. I mean, given that I'm there, it's... Yeah, well... And then just a, a big, burly, <laughs> mortal guy steps up to the front of the crowd, and he's like, but was what was said true? Because we heard that interview. And is it true that the sheriff is working on the prince's behalf to sell vampires into slavery to other vampires? Who's next, mortals? Um, none of what you said is true. Uh, what Evangeline, <laughs> can you roll me a wits and awareness? Yeah, uh, wits and awareness. 
three successes. Evangeline, the thing that comes through to you on top of having to handle this crowd, but this is the real thing that sends a chill through your undead bones, is that if this story has broken and it is freaking out the town, Finland von Kindred did not call to try to set up an interview with Everett as a fluff piece to get to know to the sheriff. This is gotcha journalism, and Everett is not equipped to have this conversation. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and storyteller Ryan LaPlante at The Ryan LaPlante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Blood and Syrup's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com. That's D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We also have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of darkness. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Spot Alan, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG, it's Big Nick. D&D and Things, Norma Byers. Schrodinger's Pepper. Guy Edwards. Flea Unit. Madre de Gatos. And Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.